This is the 436th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC, and I'm here at MetLife Stadium where the Falcons prevail 13-8 over the New York Jets in a game that was marred by the weather conditions lot of sloppy play, but the Falcons were able to pull it out for a victory over the Jets. One touchdown, they held teams without a touchdown for the second game in a row to improve to 6-6 six and six on the season and open up a full game lead over the New Orleans Saints in the NFC South. If you're listening to us for the first time, please Make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get right to it. We're going to hear from Falcons coach Arthur Smith, quarterback Desmond Ritter, defensive end Calais Campbell, outside linebacker Arnold Ebicady. Then we're going to go uh, and Bud Dupree. We're going to take a break and we'll come back with our notes. And then we're going to go to our Twitter mailbag where uh, a lot of you all had some responses to this game here today. 13-8 to Atlanta Falcons victory. Here's Falcons coach Arthur Smith on staying in first place in the NFC South. Well, you know, the biggest thing is we got to focus on ourselves. You know, you, you it's the way it goes, right? You, you guys have covered this league a long time. You got to find a way to win. You're in a playoff chase. You're trying to win a division. Um, sometimes, you know, things, the game get ugly in the elements and whatever happens, turn on, you adjust. And at the end of the day, you just got to find a way to win. And we'll go back to work, let it, we'll focus on us. We got to correct things that didn't work this week that may have worked a week ago or whatever, and uh, that's why we get, you know, that's why we practice and we're thankful to get that one. Yeah, the thing that worked last week was the running game. The Jets, we told you they had a good defense, even though their numbers suggested otherwise on the rushing part. But they came up and held the Falcons to 90, 90 yards on thirty four carries for two point six average. And Desmond Ritter is saying, hey, you know, if we gonna we got to throw the ball down the field. We have to be able to run the football, and they weren't able to do that today uh, for any sustained period of time. But here is Arthur Smith on if his style fits today's elements. We thought so, but we knew they were, we were going to get – they were going to throw everything they could at us. And, uh, you know, when they had turned the ball over, that was the biggest thing is the game became a field position game. 
Um, and obviously we were trying, you know, to find balance of backing them off, but not being reckless because of the way the defense was playing. Sometimes maybe, maybe people think you're too conservative, but all you all you care about is winning that game. And uh, those guys, I mean, the energy was great. We, we came up here, so we're not bring our own energy. Those guys on the sideline were, were fantastic, and they found a way. Yep, the Falcons found a way to win. Um, you know, not a lot of points up. Uh, got a field goal in the second half. That's all they needed. And uh, got out of here as both teams just scored the field goals in the second half. It was 10-5 to 5 at halftime. Uh, Ritter had a nice touchdown pass to McColl Pruitt, but uh, that was it as far as getting into the end zone today. Here is Coach Arthur Smith on the defense with no touchdowns for the second game in a row. It's just why you continue to work. And there's some things schematically we, we did today. It's changes week to week, whatever our third down plan is. You're trying to take away where you're, where you're giving help to. You know, mixing and matching. So a lot of it's being in tune. Like they made some plays, like they hit a flea flicker and just bowing up and and making them kick field goals. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, every once in a while, it is the NFL. People are going to make plays, but don't give up. You know, make those and turn those into disasters and let them get momentum. And uh, that's a credit. It's a mindset, but a lot of things we've been trying to work on week to week, certainly coming out of the bye. And uh, we'll continue to try to do that. Well, yeah, no question about it. Uh, one of the uh, notes here today is that the quarterback, Desmond Ritter, did not have any turnovers on the official stat sheet. There was an interception that was wiped away by a penalty. Uh, there were some fumbles, but uh, uh, all of the fumbles were recovered by the Falcons. He recovered a fumble on the first play of the game on uh, a bad center exchange with Drew Dahlman. But officially, no turnovers for Desmond Ritter today. And here's Arthur Smith on the no turnover game. That, that's, a, that's what I talk about the other side, as I say. We want to score 100 points, trust me. That's our attempt. But the reality of the NFL sometimes, they put a lot of capital up front, draft, everything. They got good players up front. And, uh, you know, this is one of Matt Bergeron's biggest challenges. You walk up and say, you got Quentin Williams this week. I mean, that's the NFL, right? And Caleb goes out, Storm goes in there. So if you want to maybe – Change some of your protections, not leave him, because they're going to try to adjust over there. So that's the that's the game you're playing, play to play in series to series. Um, yeah, it's aggressive front, two styles, aggressive styles, and uh, thankfully we did enough to win. All right, that's Arthur Smith on doing enough to win here in East Rutherford, New Jersey, at MetLife Stadium, where the Falcons prevailed thirteen to eight. Here is quarterback Desmond Ritter. Answering some of my questions after the game. Jess, could you describe uh, how how uh, tough it was out there for the offense today in the rain? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we were prepared all week um, for a rain game. Obviously, starting off first play, um, you know, he got narrowed down to me and Drew. But, you know, that's all on me. Got to be able to get the ball out. Got a big play there. Um, but, you know, there was, there was times later on in the game where, um, you know, CP had one where he put it on the ground. But he did a great job of batting it out of bounds. Um, but just, you know, all of us got to be better in ball security. We know it's going to be a, a crappy day when weather comes. Um, but, you know, we got to be able to, to push the ball down the field. We got to be able to run the ball. We got to be able to get first downs. Um, and we got to be able to get points. In the draft starts, you get a couple good ones uh, late in the first half and get a touchdown and a field goal out of it. But how, how tough is it when you, you know, don't get the drive start, good field position in the, to start the drive. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously tough. You obviously want to have a positive uh, play on that first play just to get the drive going and then see that first first down. Uh, you know, we talked about momentum all year. We talked about how to get the offense going, and that's what it is. 
Um, it's staying in a rhythm and staying in, in, in the motion, which that's getting positive plays. First downs, first play, positive yards. It's just getting positive yards at the end of the day. Coach said the offense, uh, the defense was trying to take away Drake. Did that open up Kyle for you more today? Yeah, I mean, like we said, we always have weapons all over the field, so you can't just hone in on one guy or else someone else is going to become open. And the touchdown pass to uh, McCole Pruitt, uh, what, what was uh, going on on that play, and uh, did you get a chance to see the catch yet? Yeah, I mean, they ended up being in, in the cover three almost in matches. You know, they carried that seam uh, with Pruitt. You know, it was going to go to Kyle, but Kyle had his guy way off and soft, and I saw Pruitt kind of had a step on three, and so – I just gave him a ball to go get. Um, you know, like we say all the time, uh, you know, you can find 85 and he'll do well for you. Well, um, overall, the production was 194. I know it was sloppy out there, but uh, did y'all miss some stuff? Or how do you feel, you know, that, uh, you know, how you feel about the production when they were to? Yeah, like I said, there's a couple couple ball placement things from my end that, you know, could have been better. Um, you know, the one late there to Kyle, um, left it a little inside. You put it outside, it goes and get it. You put the little one. Uh, to Drake on their sideline, a little bit more inside, he's able to toe touch and get it. Um, and then, you know, obviously in the run game, we just got to be able to get things going and get first downs, like I said, right there towards the end. Um, if we're going to keep the ball on the ground, we got to be able to move it, got to be able to get those first downs, keep the clock running. Um, and then, you know, we'll be able to be good with everything. But, um, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, um, we came out here with a win, with a, a great team win. Um, and we're going to go back to work and just keep continuing to get better. Did y'all did you sense they sold out to uh, stop the run after last week? I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously after last week, if you're a defensive coordinator and you're not trying to stop the run after last week, then you know probably got something going on. Uh, but no, obviously they did a great job of, of filling the box up, stopping the run. Uh, but again, we have to adjust for you know that extra hitter and be able to make that one guy miss. All right, that was Desmond Ritter uh, covering a, a lot of ground there. Uh, you know, they did sell out against the run, but, uh, you know, teams are going to do that, and they're going to have to hit pass plays here down the stretch. Here is uh, defensive end Calais Campbell. You know, they have been playing a lot of 3-3-5 three, three, nickel. Uh, the players want to go 4-2-5. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, uh, so that's one of the adjustments they made. Four down linemen rushing a little bit more on passing downs. Here is Calais Campbell. Well, I think one another thing that I really enjoy, you know, is uh, you know we have four guys down on, pa on passing downs, you know, you know, and uh, you know getting more D linemen on the field, which I think is really beneficial too. But I think we're, you know we're good enough to have you know a variety of different ways to do things, you know. But that's something we, we definitely ask for and coach gave to us. But there's be times where we have to go three man down just because of the situation and stuff like that too. So you know, and that's football. But uh, you know, that's something that I think you know was fun to be a part of. How's Arnold playing? Uh, he had another sack and a key situation this week. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I tease him a lot and kind of ride him a lot. Uh, you know, but he's so gifted. You know, he's just got your surface and how talented he can be. But he definitely has that knack for uh, making plays in big moments. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, when his best is required, that's when he's at his best. You know, now I got to figure out how to, you know, we got to figure out, he has to figure out how to be that guy all the time. And he will as he gets older. But, you know, it's, it's great to see in the biggest moments he's at his best. Yeah, that's Calais Campbell. Now, if Arnold Evercady can, can get hot here down the stretch, he's got 5.5 sacks. Maybe he can make it to double-digit sacks. It'd be the first one. Uh, Falcons since, uh, I want to say, Vic Beasley in uh, 16. But Bud Dupree is also uh, moving along. He's got five. 
But that was a big sack on the last possession because they got Trevor Simeon in there. They're trying to hit Garrett Wilson on a double move. They got a score. You know, it's 13-8 game. You get a lucky touchdown, deep shot play. They should have threw it down the field, trying to get DPI or something. But um, they were just trying to get a play. Uh, and uh, Epicady wouldn't let them get one on third and 10. Then on fourth down, they had an incompletion. That effectively ended the game. So here is uh, our talk with Arnold Abacady. There's a story online about him uh, at crunch time. And here's what he, Arnold had to say about his play today against the Jets. Um, how did uh, how'd you uh, feel to get that big sack again today? Oh, good. You know, every time you get a chance to go out there and do your job, I always feels good. <laughs> yeah, the big man said, how are you getting comfortable with that? Um, he thinks you can do it more. Yeah, you know, it just all comes down to getting comfortable within the defense. You know, just every time you, you go out there, especially on crunch time, you know what time it is. It's time to uh, go out there, rush the pass, and kind of work your best move. And, you know. What does it mean for defense to not give up another touchdown, second game in a row, uh, second half, you had to get the fumble, mm -hmm. had to stop them late? Yeah. Um, how does that feel for uh, It was huge. Uh, we, we know that's the kind of defense we, we can be, we're capable of being. So just uh, the goal is to be uh, more consistent, kind of do those things consistently moving forward. Just being us, really what it comes down to. How much room is it left for y'all to you know, try to continue to get better? Y'all just talk about getting better each week and all that. A lot. I think we still... <laughs> We still have a lot, of, a lot of room to get better in terms of what we can be as a unit defensively. Mm -hmm. uh, we we have potential to be one of the best defenses in, in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. So it just really comes down to detail. That was pretty big. He said they have the potential to be one of the best defenses in the NFL, and you know they're gonna need that here uh, to wrap up the NFC South. And then if they go to playoffs, you know Seattle and Dallas look like potential you know, candidates, and we saw that game the other, other day, uh, Thursday night. That was a heck of a playoff game. That looked like a couple weight classes up from where the Falcons have been playing. But, hey, um, you know, that, let's, not put the, let's not put the old horse before the cart here. Yeah, they're 6-6 they're six and six with five to go. Uh, here's Bud Dupree discussing the defense and his his play. He had, he missed a couple sacks here at Arizona and Minnesota, uh, but today he was able to get him a couple, and uh, so he discussed that uh, his play and discussing Arnold Ebicady and his potential moving forward. Man, he, he, that's just who he is as a player. He's a new little guy, man. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys, you know, he's quick, agile. No, no, he's going to be – it's a big upside for him coming on. Young guy. Mm -hmm. A lot of whole lot of left growing and, uh, and a whole upside for him. I'm excited to see the future for him and what it holds, you know, for the long run. No, this is only his second year. Mm -hmm. So, man, it's going to be – it's going to be a long – it's going to be a long haul for him. Hey, what does that mean for defense to keep them out of the end zone second game in a row with no touchdowns? Man, it's a lot. It means a lot. You know, like I said, it has out to Ryan. You know, he's dialing up, mm -hmm. making sure that we're in the right situation, right places at the right time, and we just got to – Make the plays. Mm -hmm. You know he's always doing the best he can, and uh, mm -hmm. that's awesome for him. What y'all make of the switch at quarterback with him coming to the uh, veteran Trevor? Sitting? Yeah, you know they needed, needed a new spark, man, uh -huh. and they thought he was gonna give it to him, man. Man, Trevor's been in the league for a while, so uh, yeah. you know he can do stuff. He did make a couple plays, mm -hmm. so uh, you know just we we made we made more on our side, and we got to continue, you know, continue to work hard for that. And I'm glad we put a cap on what we could. All right, that was Bud Dupree. We're gonna take a break here. 
This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. And before we get moving, I want to share a special offer with you. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you get access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. Again, that's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast so you always know what's really going on all right we're back we're going to go over some of the player notes here coming out of the game running back Bijan robinson had 79 total yards from scrimmage 53 rushing and 26 receiving robinson became the second player in franchise history to record 1000 yards from scrimmage in his first 12 games, tying William Andrews as the fastest player in franchise history to accomplish that feat. He also passed Andrews 1,004 yards for the most yards from scrimmage through a player's first 12 career games in franchise history with 1,022. Kyle Pitts had four receptions for 51 yards. Marking the fifth game this season, he's had at least four catches. McCole Pruitt caught the 20-yard touchdown in the second quarter. That's his first of the season, 12th of his career. And Jake Matthews set the franchise record for consecutive games played in franchise history with 156, surpassing Falcons Ring of Honor member Jeff Van Note at 155. Safety Jesse Bates finished with five tackles. He had uh, five, excuse me, seven tackles, five solo, one pass defense, and one interception, his fifth of the season, and that set a career high for him in one season. He had four last year with the Bengals. All right, Bates is the first Falcon to record an interception in back-to-back games since Fourier Ulicon. In week 16 and 17 of the 2021 season, he is the first Falcon since 2000 to record five interceptions, three forced fumbles in a season. 
He was also the first player in the NFL this season to reach those marks and only one of eight in the NFL since 2010. And those marks are five interceptions with three forced fumbles. Some more player notes. Bud Dupree finished with the season best seven tackles, two tackles for loss, two quarterback hits, two sacks, bringing his total to five sacks on the season and a career total of 51.5 sacks and one forced fumble. Sunday marked Dupree's fourth career multi-sack game. Cornerback D. Offord had six tackles, a fumble recovery, the first of his career. That was on the Dalvin Cook play. He also recovered one of his own fumbles on a muff punt. Linebacker Nate Landman had five tackles, left the game with a left knee injury, did not return. Uh, we'll know more tomorrow uh, on the MRI for Landman and Caleb McGarry, who also left the game with a uh, knee injury. And see, uh, A.J. Terrell left the game. He's in a concussion protocol. Saw him after the game, uh, you know, dressed and ready to go to the bus, looked uh, coherent. But, you know, once you're in the protocol, the uh, league takes over from there. And Clark Phillips, who came on in his place, he finished with a career-high four solo tackles. And um, the Jets quarterbacks weren't able to test the rookie out over there. So that was uh, uh, you know, Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon. Richie Grant came in and had a big play today. He had uh, two tackles and one forced fumble. His first of the season, that was on the major review play that stopped another Jets drive. Andre Smith recorded his first career fumble recovery. He recovered it off of the Richie Grant hit. They had rooted an incomplete pass. After review, it was determined to be a fumble and stopped one of the Jets' late drives also. So that was another key stop. And uh, we talked about Arno Abercady. Uh, let's just go over his stats here. He recorded a strip sack on third down of the final drive of the game forcing the Jets into a 4th and 17 on the New York, which New York did not convert. Eba Cady recorded a sack in back-to-back games for the second time this season, week 8 and 9. It also marked his fourth sack in five games. Like I said, if he gets hot, he can come down and stretch here and help this defense out a great deal. Let's look at the special teamers, the main guy. Well, the main guy today was Bradley Pinion. He put it nine times for 433 yards, 48.1 gross, including a long of 59, and he placed four punts inside the 20 and two punts inside the 10. So I heard uh, him and special teams coordinator Marquise Williams discuss that, uh, uh, discussing um, how much uh, money they owe to uh, one, of, uh, one of the charities there. I think he uh, pays for inside the 20s and probably definitely for inside the 10 punts. Now, Young Way Koo made two or two field goals and one extra point for seven points. Koo tied Mick Luckhurst for third on the Falcons' career point score with 558. He only trails Matt Bryant and Morton Anderson. Matt Bryant is the leader at 1,163 points. And Morton Anderson at 8.06. All right. So before we get out of here, we um, we asked you all 
right after the game this week. What y'all thought about the um, victory? Falcons are 13-8. and eight. It wasn't an artistic gym, but, hey, you take the wins in the NFL. When you get them, you win and keep on playing there. So we uh, got phenomenal feedback from you all. Thanks for responding. Got 94 comments, 16 retweets, 75 hearts. So that's big time. Um, and we're moving on down the road here with five games to go. Tampa Bay coming into town uh, on Sunday. Here is what uh, Dr. Al Montgomery had to say. Arthur Smith still does not know how to scheme his offensive talent or adjust to the environments as they present. Run games should have been featured against a team that is horrible against the run. Tyler Patterson. Bijan mixed with play action. Okay, they twenty four for ninety. Uh, they 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 uh, they tried to do that. The Jets stopped it there. No fair weather fan. The Jets are just that bad. No rose colored glasses here. Our D looked good. Sounds like a, a Jets fan, but it was against that awful offense. Our offense couldn't. No, it's a Falcon fan. Our offense couldn't score two TDs, a 500 record. You think as a longtime fan, I'd be happy about being in first place, but nah. Instead, it's kind of pathetic. All right, Donnell Suggs, he's a journalist too, big time Falcon fan. Here's what he had to say: Tough win on the ropes. Two Ritter handled himself like a pro. Three, Falcons still don't have a primary trustworthy receiver. All right, Erica, Sky Babe, 37. She's a regular. Defense saves the day again. Yay. And awful Smith, a terrible OC. Yeah, she's not a fan of the coach. Uh, ATL, Rick James. I'm happy, man. Good overall game. South Wired, I should have took the under. <laughs> I don't know what the over under was, but he should he said he should have took it. All right, Nick six and five. Hey, a win is a win, ugly game, but I'm just blaming the weather on and injuries. Let's get Nate and AJ back and we move. And we move. Okay, yeah, Nate. Um ooh, Nate might not be coming back. We'll find out. If we can get Ryan, or oh, G-Thing, if we can get Ryan to come out, out of the country club, we'd be formidable. Currently, our defense must score 10 per week. Hmm. They talk about Matty Ice. We need to check on that because all the quarterback uh, openings that were going to be had are probably, you know, been had. I don't know if he could uh, – He's going to retire and retroactively submit his paperwork. We've got to get the five years started on this Hall of Fame deal. So we'll check in with uh, CBS people here and see where he's at. on. Because he said he wanted to keep it open. It's been open. And, I mean, Cleveland played with Joe Flacco today. So I'm kind of thinking if I'm Matt Ryan, it's like, hey, it's uh, probably not happening. And if it did at this point, you know, you're probably okay with being – uh, an announcer but we'll find out all right happy thing from pauline 
Happy things seem to be turning around for our team. She's got a graphic with the final score and a picture of Desmond Ritter. Jason, win is a win. Michael, I will take an ugly win over a pretty loss. And James Hallams, I wonder if he's related to DeMarco. We're in the driver's seat of the division. Hopefully, AS doesn't mess it up by doing too much. Well, that's probably not a relative. Okay, ATL Sports, just a couple more here. I think my under hit. Yeah, I think it did. Also, this team is not fun to watch. We don't do anything well on offense. Scott Pre Pitcher, kudos to the true fans who sat through that. Yeah, the Jet fans stayed. And then Fear the Skirt, last one. Ugly game, but a W. Ugly game, but a W. So, hey, let's get on out of here. We covered, uh, we heard from all the key Falcons today on this one. 13-8 at MetLife Stadium. First place, 6-6. Six and six. Saints lost to the Lions. Carolina and Tampa Bay are waging war as we speak right now. You can get your update on that. They're still, they can't catch the Falcons, so that game's irrelevant. I know the Falcons were leaning on um, hoping that Carolina playing under their new interim coach, Chris Tabor, could pull off a shocker down there against Tampa Bay, but we'll just see how that goes. And if not, Tampa Bay will come to town on Sunday for a game at 1 p.m. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium to try to challenge the first-place Falcons here who are on a row now. They've won two in a row after their three-game losing streak. Two in a row for the second time this season. They're back at 500. Can the team take off? Can they fix some of their issues? You see the pass rush perking up. That's very promising. Um, can uh, uh, rookie Clark Phillips hold up against a veteran quarterback like Baker Mayfield who will know how to, to, to go after him? If A.J. can't make it back, uh, can Andre Smith get in there at linebacker with Caden Ellis if Nate Landman is down? Uh, you know, they signed a, a practice squad linebacker last week, so that could be uh, very important on the defensive side of the ball. Now, can you get the running game going? You're going to see Tampa sit in the, sit in the box just like uh, New York did today, but you got to crease them some kind of way and get after them to open up your throws in the passing game. That's according to Desmond. So, you know, moving forward, those are some of the issues. Uh, your punting game's good. Your kicker's good. Got to get the offense cranked up, and the defense got to continue to ramp things up, especially in the sack game and in the pass rush game, which is uh, trending in the right direction. So with that, we're going to get out of here. From MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, where the Falcons prevailed 13-8 over the New York Jets to open up some room in the NFC South. Just a little bit of room with a full one-game lead with five games to go. You all take care and have a great week. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. 
Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.